Behind the Christmas Hits with Drew Savage. What killed a Christmas classic for nearly 30 years? And who's credited for its revival? Let's get into the story behind Santa Baby. Santa Baby was first recorded by Eartha Kitt and released in 1953 for a musical comedy film called New Faces. In August of that year, lyricist Joan Javits and composer Phil Springer went for a meeting at New York's famous Brill Building and were asked if they could write a Christmas song for Kit to be included in the movie. Javits suggested Santa Baby for a title, and then Springer went to work on the melody. And we sat down, and within about five minutes, I had a melody for Santa Baby. And Joan had given me a few lines of the song, namely... A slip of sable under the tree. And uh, so I wrote, Santa baby, slip of sable under the tree. And then I said to Joan, you know, we need a little something after the word tree. Uh, and I played her the music, under the tree, da-da. And Joan said, okay, for me. So we already had, within 10 minutes, Santa baby, Slip a sable under the tree for me. After completing the song three weeks later, Springer and Javits went back to the publishers, and Phil wasn't exactly sold on what they came up with. I played it for Charlie and Joe, and I said, fellas, it's not my best melody, but it's the best that I could do for this particular uh, idea for Eartha Kitt. And they jumped out of their chairs and said, Phil, it's great. The song's arrival was announced in an ad in Billboard magazine, proclaiming it 1953's big Christmas record. But it faced a lot of controversy. On November 14, 1953, Eartha Kitt performed the song for King Paul and Princess Frederica of Greece while they were attending a banquet in New York City. Politicians in attendance thought the lyrics of the song were inappropriate for the royals and made their feelings known to reporters covering the event. The royals weren't bothered a bit, but the word was out that this sexy Christmas song was out of line, and Santa Baby was banned in some southern U.S. states. Yeah, but that did more good than harm, because that just simply added to its publicity. In a classic case of controversy creating even more attention, Santa Baby became the best-selling Christmas song of 1953. A year later, the publishers wanted to do a sequel. Have you ever heard of this year's Santa Baby? It featured updated lyrics about the things on the wish list from Santa. And that wasn't the only new version of the song. Yeah, and that was a big mistake. The publishers said, uh, Phil and Joe, we need new lyrics for Santa Baby. We need a country lyric. We need a children's lyric. We need uh, uh, a jazzy lyric and so forth. So Joan wrote five lyrics and Eartha Kitt recorded every one of them. And that killed the song for 28 years. The fact that the public could not discern what was the real lyric to Santa Baby because they were so different in all these versions really killed that lyric until I became the publisher of that song 28 years later. Yes, that's right. Phil is now the publisher of the song. In the early 80s, Springer and Javits had the chance to buy back the publishing rights. Javits reportedly wasn't interested in being a rights holder, so she sold her share to Springer, who then became the sole rights holder for Santa Baby. The first thing he did was to pull back on all the updates and focus on the 1953 original as the definitive version of the song, and would only allow new recordings to use those original lyrics. 
Still, Santa Baby's comeback wasn't immediate. That didn't come until 1987. I got a phone call from A&M Records, and a lady said that a famous singer wants to record Santa Baby, but will only do it on the condition that you give up your royalties from this record. So I said, well, who is this great artist? They said, we will not tell you until you've given us your answer. And I said, my answer is yes. I will give up the royalties. Now, who is the artist? And they said, Madonna, and I fell off my chair. And that began the revival of Santa Baby. Madonna's version for the charity album, A Very Special Christmas, renewed interest in the song and led to it being featured in the coming years in everything from The Simpsons to The Sopranos and new versions recorded by Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, and Michael Buble. Buble has been the one singer Springer is allowed to bend the rules and slightly alter the lyrics. Well, let's put it this way, Drew. I would not let anybody change the lyrics of Santa Baby unless the money in it was so much that it would not be fair to Joan Javits or even to my own family not to agree. So that when Michael Buble's uh, secretary called me, she said, Mrs. Springer, we would like to change the lyric to Santa Buddy. My answer was, I will allow him to change one or two lines, but the title must remain Santa Baby. But as I say, Drew, there was no way, uh, you know, I mean, that's like turning down Frank Sinatra on a song was in the 50s and 60s. You couldn't do it. The biggest Christmas song of 1953 faded away for a long time, but it's been back in a big way since 1987 and doesn't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. Kids from six years old to 96 love that lyric all over the world. Thanks for joining us. There are so many more stories to tell. Rate, review, and subscribe to hear them all. We'll see you again next time.